was so real. Yeah, give me change that you can feel. Yeah, a dream we can't believe. Yeah, welcome to Noville. Yeah. Right, and I appreciate everybody checking in with us today. Uh, this is Rome coming to you with uh, the Noville interviews. And today I'm speaking to Mr. Raynald Cherry. Um, and Mr. Cherry, if you don't mind, if you would sort of introduce yourself to our audience, please. Hello, my name is Raynald Cherry, and I'm born and raised here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, been here my whole life and uh, grew up. Uh, pretty much in Powell in West Knoxville and uh, went to school at Tuscaloosa for my undergrad and went to graduate school at Syracuse and currently I am working at First Horizon Bank. Interesting sir and exactly um, if you don't mind just a little bit what do you do at the bank because uh, actually I was speaking to um, someone with the NAACP in one of our other interviews. And we were talking about one of the things that is going to be the biggest benefit to the black community is <clears throat> having the, um, having like the professional, like career type jobs, as well as like having the labor type jobs. You need that blend, you know, to make the community whole, to make everything work properly. Um, and we were saying one of those things would be, you know, banking, <clears throat> excuse me, that's not necessarily a profession that you see a lot of African-Americans in, um, at least in my experience. Could you give us a little bit of insight about what made you go into that realm? Well, you know, it was kind of happenstance, really. Um, growing up and coming out of college, I was basically call centers, call centers, call centers. Um, that was kind of my job working through school, um, getting my, my undergrad. Um, I started out working at uh, Brink's Home Security, now, now it's ADT. Uh, worked my way up to supervisor there after I graduated and um, just eventually led into banking. Uh, First Horizon, I started out in First Horizon Banking um, at, a, at the cost, cost center there and being a supervisor there and learning how to do accounts and kind of getting in, 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 engulfed in that. And then, you know, after a couple of years of doing that, kind of wanted to grow. I'm always been in the position where if I'm in some place in a row too long, I start getting stagnant. I don't like to ever feel stagnant. I don't like to ever feel like I'm in a rut. I always want to try to improve myself and, and go further and further in the company. And, uh, uh, a position opened up in wire transfers. Um, the main office in wire transfers is in Memphis. And just to have some duality, you know, in case something happened, you know, snowstorm, tornado, something tragic happened in Memphis, they still wanted to be able to get out the wires and do that. Uh, so they wanted to open up a, a location out here in Maryville um, at our operations center. So I'll apply for that got that and so currently i am oversee the wire transfer department uh in the maryville knoxville area uh, we do both international and domestic wires so anytime somebody wants to send money um, to another bank or another business or another country 
uh, they have to come from my department and do those wires. And, um, you know, through the course of banking, it's, it's always good to give back. I've done a lot of uh, financial education um, with Helen Ross McNabb. One of the things I like about First Horizon is that we definitely like to give back to the community. And one of the things we do is with Helen Ross McNabb, anybody who's in the foster care program who's turning 18 and about to be on their own, we do do some education around, you know, what's a checking account, what's a savings account, um, education about credit and credit score, um, also about stocks and bonds. It's like a high level overview. Um, and then once they're done with the classes, uh, we help them get set up with a checking account and get them in, in that in that role. So it's been both beneficial uh, for me, um, not just on a on a business perspective, but also uh, on a community and giving back as well. All right, that's very interesting, man. And I definitely was not aware of that. Um, <clears throat> that's a very honorable thing, you know, to try to do that. Um, so I guess you, you ended up in the banking field, um, basically just, you know, being, being, um, in the right place with the right skill set in order to take advantage of that opportunity. Um, the thing that actually made me want to do this interview with you though, is the fact that you have decided to do a children's book. Um, I definitely want to talk about that. And I would say that's another field I don't think traditionally you would think of African-American male and think, you know, children's book author. What drew you to that line? Like what made you decide that, you know, you needed to do this? Well, uh, you know, when you're growing up, uh, when I grew up, well, the way I grew up, um, my mom and dad both were educators. So education was always key. Um, my summers were not spent um, doing a lot of things that other kids did. Uh, my mom was always, 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 me and my sister were always the guinea pigs for her lessons plans for the next year. So we were always reading and studying. You know, I was a big nerd growing up. And um, just reading and, and doing books. And then with my niece and nephew growing up and uh, reading books to them and my sister was teaching um, around the first grade, first, second grade kindergarten classes. And sometimes we would go up there and help her. Um, I just always had this thing in the back of my mind, you know, I could write a children's book. And, you know, it's one of those things that you, you think about and it's always in the back of your mind, like, yeah, uh, maybe I'll do it one day. Uh, I don't really know how to get started. I'm busy. I, I'm I was going to Syracuse, working, um, so, you know, never really had the time. And then um, I was watching TikTok one time, and somebody had posted about how to publish a book. And then I started doing some research on YouTube, and I was like, man, this is not that hard. You know, it's just, you know, writing it's going to be the hard part, but publishing it and doing it's not going to be hard. So I ended up, you know, I got an idea for the first book and uh, just started writing um, the book and then uh, um, got with some freelance artists and did the first one and then while I was wrapping up the first one another idea popped in my uh, mind to do the second one and <clears throat> the, 
I've always had a good imagination and uh, always that kind of that teaching aspect has always been in my mind. Um, and I also teach as well. I teach at East Tennessee State University, I teach a business class during the fall semester. So teaching has always been there. It's kind of been a stone in me. So with my books, uh, just trying to teach kids, you know, uh, a little bit about life, life skills. Uh, one book is about, you know, picking your toys up, you know, and, and, and kind of making it fun and kind of teaching a lesson in that. And um, I want to make my books um, diverse. So the one book that I have um, about picking toys up, it is the characters are African-American. It's African-American boy. Uh, and he's the one trying to pick his toys up. His mom keeps telling him, picks toys up, he doesn't listen. Um, and then his mom gets hurt um, uh, by stepping on one of the toys and then he starts picking them up because he feels bad um, and gets rewarded at the end. And then the other one I have is about going to bed. You know, kids don't like to go to bed typically. I know my nephew was uh, he hell bent on not going to bed. And so this book kind of uh, talks about dreams and how, you know, what, what are you going to be in your dream? Are you going to be a pirate? Uh, are you going to be a pilot? Are you going to be a superhero? And so kind of reinforces uh, going to sleep and, and, and the goodness about dreaming and all that um, entails. So, and that one is a white um, boy in character. And then I'm, the next couple books hopefully will be Asian and um, of course a, a female as well. So I want my books to be diverse. Uh, and the other part of that is, I think if you have kids and they have children books that have a different diverse um, characters and storylines story to those, when they enter into school and they're around other people, uh, there are different races. It, it just helps that flow better and uh, makes it easy for them to adapt and hopefully for society as a whole when they grow up. That's, that's very, uh, that's very in depth into the <clears throat> thought process of, you know, why you're choosing uh, to do it this way and what characters you use. Um, I am sort of fascinated though, as far as the uh, education that you did. So you basically, you go to YouTube, you watch some videos. Okay. This is that hard. Then you said you uh, reached out to some freelance artists. So what did you go to Craigslist or like, how did you go about finding artists to illustrate the books and things of that nature? Well, there's actually a, a website. It's called Fiverr. Uh, you know, a lot of freelancers, freelance things. Um, you yeah, do books, for art, uh, for artists, uh, for t-shirts, websites, uh, all kinds of things. So what I did was I went on there and of course there's hundreds of them, uh, freelance artists that are on there, uh, but there are some that are specific for children's books. And I wanted somebody who had, you know, it was a children cartoony artist. So I looked, Went for a couple. Uh, I sent a couple pages of um, my book to to about three or four that I kind of narrowed it down. I looked at their artwork and it looked really good, and it was kind of what I wanted. And they sent me back sketches, and 
one of the one of the young ladies that responded back. It just really, you know, when you have a thought in your mind, uh, it's kind of like when you read a book and you go see the movie. But when you read the book, the characters look totally different than what the movie had. When she put it the the artistry on the paper, it was kind it was almost exactly kind of how I imagined the character, the character. So it was a no brainer, and we start working. It took about about a month for revisions, uh, getting it just right, uh, because with children's books, the illustrations tell the story just, much, just as much as the words do. So the illustrations have to match the words and what you're saying uh, because, you know, when you're reading these to kids, uh, their perception of words is, 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 is building. It's not right there yet, but they can look and see the illustrations as well. So that's how it started. Um, work with them and I'm, I'm, on an, I'm working on it now because now I have it through Kindle so it's digital. So now I'm working with some other freelancers on the same platform um, to try to get that converted for paperbacks. So hopefully in the next two or three months, I'll have both of those books available on Amazon, not just from Kindle uh, for a download, but also that you'll be able to purchase, purchase those through paper paperback. And the goal is hopefully um, to have some of those paperbacks available when I get those and then donate some of those to the local uh, churches and to libraries so they can have those for kids as well. Hey, that's awesome, man. And if there's anything that I can do to help, um, you know, you can always reach out to me and you know how to contact me. So definitely don't, you know, be a, be afraid to ask for uh, anything that I can be of assistance with in doing that. Cause that's definitely a great cause. And the fact that, that's something that, that sort of gets neglected as well. Um, literacy, you know, and education, all of that, not necessarily that, um, you know, people want to neglect it, but it's one of those things that you, you tend to face things that are dire, you know, that, that you can feel that you can see. And it's like, well, yeah, you definitely want to have this strong foundational base and reading skills because that's going to set your course pretty much for the rest of your educational journey. Yes, exactly right. And, you know, just growing up with two educators, I know the importance of. I just want to take a moment to say we really appreciate you guys listening to the Noville interview series going forward. We do have a Patreon page. If you'd like to support us, feel free to do so. Patreon.com slash Noville. All funds going to the Noville podcast networks. Patreon will be used to help produce the content that we're trying to do at Noville. I do want to say that in these times where YouTube can demonetize or just delete certain videos for seemingly arbitrary reasons sometimes, Patreon support is vital and that you get to have the content that people care about and that you care about, even if it doesn't mesh with what YouTube consider, <clears throat> excuse me, considers. With that said, 
I do thank you once again for taking time out to listen to the Noville podcast interviews. And if you do want to further assist us, please go to patreon.com slash Noville. Thank you.